Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. I Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! You ever cut a sister's hair before? Hello and welcome <laughs> to Little Marty, the only podcast dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and also Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. I can't even remember what that quote was from. I just looked at like a random quote from the movie. Yeah, you know, it's probably from the parts where he was cutting hair, I'm guessing. Probably. You know, this hairdresser does a little bit more than cutting hair, I got to say. It's true, yeah. And, uh, you know, not to... uh, not, not to get the character of John Turturro in uh, Mr. Deeds too excited, but there's a lot of feet stuff in this yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. You know, I went and uh, I got a haircut recently, Jeremy, and um, it was my first time getting a haircut where no one was wearing a mask. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. uh, you know, I uh, don't really want to offer any commentary on the the situation of you know wearing masks and things like that but i will say it was like weird and uh i really realized like how many germs you are exposed to mm. when you're getting your hair cut right this woman was like talking to me like hovering above my head the whole time uh and at a certain point she laughed uh-huh. And I could feel her like hot breath. Right. Like on my head. That is disgusting <laughs> sounding. It was really gross. Um yeah. s- slightly uh different haircutting anecdote here. I got my hair cut recently from a guy who was wearing a hat. And I also found <laughs> that to be sort of strange. <laughs> like uh he's <laughs> Maybe not very good at wearing, <laughs> yeah. at, at cutting hair. <laughs> I think I've, do I don't own. know if I've told this story before, but yeah, I just, I was like contemplating the whole time. I was like, are you good? Could you, can, can you be good at cutting hair if you wear a hat? <laughs> <laughs> well, was it a good haircut? I don't think it was, but you know, far be it for me to, you know, sort of d- sentence all people who wear hats to being not good hair hair stylists. I I don't have right. a very good sample size. It was just that one guy. And I don't know. I bet I've gotten a lot of bad luck haircuts though recently. Um, what if scientists just used like one guy as a sample <laughs> for every, for everything? <laughs> and it is just like this random guy Dave from like Santa Monica. He has to be like flown in. <laughs> Every time they do a test, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, ba- but bad luck haircuts, Eric. I, I've had a lot of. They did. They've done me dirty a few times at my at my barber, and um, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I keep going back, and they keep doing me dirty, and the place has really gone down downhill since COVID, and I, I feel bad for them at the same time. I I leave there humiliated. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. You're you're a creature of habit and an eater of the habit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, you know, Jeremy, years years and years ago, we covered the Final Destination movies on this podcast. Thought it'd be a fun time. I think we pretty quickly found out that those movies are like not that good. Right. In retrospect. Right. <laughs> a couple of them are okay. I think no, part I'd, three I'd, was pretty good. They're they're wait a minute. That good is is misleading because I don't think any of them are that good, but they're all like I remember having a good a good old time with every yeah. one of them. Every one of them it was fun and had something to offer. They oh, some of them were better than others and had more. There was cool the kills. one with like the NASCAR race. Yeah, I remember being like, "All Suck. right, there's yeah. maybe too many of those." Yeah, <laughs> um, but Jeremy, I have reason to believe that uh, Final Destination is real. Yeah, please tell me more. <laughs> oh, you want... Okay, evidence, I see. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, I uh, I recently... Uh, so I was planning a trip to Iceland with, my, with some of my buddies, right? There's four of us. Mm-hmm. We're all about to go to Iceland. We were supposed to go in July. Well, a few weeks ago, as some of our listeners know, I, I broke my collarbone. Right. Right? Broke the collarbone, so I'm thinking, man, I don't know about this Iceland trip. Yesterday, Jeremy, one of the other four people that was supposed to go to Iceland breaks his leg. Oh, no. What are the odds? It's like you have the PG version of Final Destination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just broken bones. Uh Uh-huh, just people getting kind of hurt. It's almost like... (laughs) Instead of death haunting you, it's just Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I read a good interview with him, by the way, after you uh, you had mentioned it. I can't remember if it was on the bonus episode or not. We talked about Jackass forever. Right. I didn't realize Johnny Knoxville like had like a career-ending stunt injury. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what website it was, but there's a very good interview uh, with him about that. Um, I've been eating anyway. all of that stuff up, by the way. Just any kind of interview, video interview, podcast. Like he did, a, he did a bunch of wrestle, like WWE stuff. All all the Jackass guys did. I watched all that. I watched Four Point Five on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Yeah, man. I I went Four Point Five is good. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I just went. I went hard in to all the Jackass stuff. It was all so good, man. It was all so like it's feel good stuff, you know. Bros being guys, and, and, and then and dudes being, being men, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then also it had you know I don't know Jackass is just like such feel good stuff for me I don't know I think it it's very good, good content, good for society. Who doesn't like to laugh? Who doesn't like to see a vulture pick raw meat out of wee man's jockstrap? You know. <laughs> I mean. I don't not like to see that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, if you know if the pattern is correct, I forget how they solve the final destination. Like I forget how they like get rid of the curse. But um, I mm. think one of the two other friends of mine that are have not yet been injured are uh, going to get hurt pretty soon. Yeah, they're in grave danger. Or at least in cast danger. You might have to be right. in a cast. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, Jeremy, we are uh, talking about you don't mess with the Zohan today. Uh, we are, of course, an Adam Sandler and an and a Scorsese podcast. We're going back and forth chronologically. Uh, but before we dive into this movie, Jeremy, you know we have another podcast that, well, to be honest with you, I like a little bit more. Yeah, um, that's true. And on that podcast. We're doing some pretty fun stuff. Why don't you tell the people about it? Well, on patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, where you can find all of our bonus content, which really boils down to an additional show per week. So, Hmm. you know, no matter what level you subscribe to, you're going to get this bonus show. And, you know, we kind of go nuts on this show a little bit. We kind of go cuckoo bananas there. And... One of the ways we've been going cuckoo bananas is by covering another director. That's right, folks. Scorsese. The works of Adam Sandler's acting career. And Mm -hmm. now the Coen brothers on Patreon. This is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. We usually cover, you know, random stuff themed stuff sometimes we've not even covered a movie but covered just like other industry related entertainment related things like imdb lists (laughs) uh uh, you know episodes of snl we've covered uh you know all kinds of stuff but uh but yeah we're we're covering the the works of the coens and my god my god so so much great stuff already. Like I'm looking at the uh, at my scores. You know, we score all the movies we cover for the show. Oh yeah, and we score those too. And th- there's one, two, three, four, five fours, five perfect scored movies on our Cohen's watch list so far, and and two additional ones have threes. Which is a very they're high good score. Movies, my they're, man. they're great. A lot they're of good movies. Films. Yeah. And uh, so patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. You can find all that great stuff there. You can find uh, find a lot of uh, a lot of episodes of uh, of, uh, of of movie and entertainment related television even related content where we let our hair down. Oh, and, he said it. Yeah. And I gotta say, on that show, our hair is long as hell. None of this, none of this haircut Zohan stuff for us there. No, it's long, flowing locks, yet to have been touched by the uh, by the silver slicers. That's what I call scissors, Eric. Silver slicers. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, head on over there, man. Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy, and if you want a detailed explanation of, you know. Uh, Patreon and like more technical information about like how you actually get to Patreon.com. Listen to uh, I would say the first twenty minutes of our last episode. Jeremy uh, gives a pretty detailed tutorial. Uh, right. Yes, yeah, starting with um, entering the Best Buy parking <laughs> lot. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> it starts with going to buy the computer that you will get to later log on to. It's good stuff, but uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're a little bit more advanced, though, you can just type in patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Uh, it's true. You know? 
Start, start, you know, giving us that cheddar. Yeah, so we need can, the cheddar. You know, yeah, we do. Yeah. All I got over here is a Swiss. Mm-hmm. And Full of holes. <laughs> yeah. Full of holes. Anyway, Jeremy, speaking of full of holes, we're talking <laughs> about You Don't Mess With the Zohan. Uh, this is a movie from, if, I'm, if I were to guess, I would have to say 2008. And if I had to guess who directed it, well, I'd probably say Dennis Dugan, who yeah. we've heard that name already, right? He, oh, uh, yeah, the Dugster. He was in Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy. Mm. Let's see what else he directed, though. I feel like he directed a Sandler previous to this. He directed Happy Gilmore. He direct- oh, he directed it, too. He directed, uh, yeah, Big Big Daddy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Oh, he di- he directed Saving Silverman. There yeah, you better believe it. He uh, he directed. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. One of the worst Sandlers. Yeah. Uh The Zohan. It, dude, he directs a lot of these movies. He's gonna direct Grown Ups. Just go with it. Grown Ups Two. Jack and Jill. And, uh, yeah, a lot of... You, you know, Saving Silverman's a funny one. I, wa- I kind of want to revisit that because I used to like it when I was a, a wee lad. You know, they're in a Neil Diamond cover band. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually seen this one. Is Neil Diamond. That's right, yes. I've seen this recently. <laughs> <laughs> How does it hold up? Oh, uh, it's, it's, uh, you're going you're gonna to love going back to it. I wouldn't... I wouldn't go back to it with anyone who's under 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's uh I when you say hold up it's uh it doesn't disappoint in the nostalgia department. It mu- okay. will disappoint you in the problematic department. But <laughs> All right. but still, we're I mean, worth a worth a revis. Sure. I love Steve Zahn and I love Jack Black in that movie. Great stuff. It's one of my favorite celebrity sightings in L.A. is I just saw Steve Zahn walking around. I think he was walking a dog. That's pretty cool. Um, Did you watch him in The White Lotus? No. You know, I almost started The White Lotus recently, um, but I didn't. Love it. Is that that a show that is uh, still going on, or did it end? Oh, no, no. They have a season two coming out. It's good stuff. Really like that. I show. will get to that. I have about thirty-seven more seasons of Survivor to get through. Sure, and then I'll uh, put that next on the list. You got it, pal. Just we'll talk to you in a couple of years. Just check in, <laughs> see where you're at. Uh, let's see here. Boop boop beep beep boop boop boop. Um, Zohan. So this movie, Jeremy. I don't know if you're aware of this. This script's been sitting around uh, since two thousand. Written by Smigel, Robert Smigel, and Judd Apatow. Uh, they wrote the first draft. But the movie was delayed after the events of 9-11 because those involved felt that the subject would be too sensitive. Apatow left the project uh, to work on Undeclared and had, for the most part, not been involved in the project since. The film is based in part on the story of Nezi Arbib, an Israeli soldier who after his service moved to Southern California and opened a hair salon. I was trying to figure out when Sandler... 
Oh, yeah, no, okay. Sandler was also involved in the first draft of the script. So 2000, that would have been like Little Nicky time, do you um, think? Yeah, Little Nicky, I think, is the the one that's like... Yes, Little Nicky's yeah. 2000. Yeah, that's like the last one before 9-11, and then it's like the last of the big ones. The big, the big, er, like to me, that little Nikki definitely ends the phase, like a phase, the '90s phase, and then, and then we have the starting with Mr. Deeds. We have like the 2000s phase, which we're in now. You don't mess with the Zohan. Is uh, is the 2000s phase? It's like it's like one of the last couple ones. It, it's the last like Happy Madison one before we enter into the grown ups phase which is the 2010s. Right. Yeah. Um, this is the last, yeah. The, which do, Does this kind of make sense to you, the way I kind of catalog these by the decade? Like, they just feel like they belong together. Like, this and anger management in 51st States all feel like they belong together. And, like, grown-ups yeah. and, like, ridiculous six and pixels all feel like they go together. Right. And Hubie Halloween and Uncut Gems. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely Hubie, go together Hubie Halloween honestly <laughs> yeah but with Uncut Gems and Hubie Halloween and now this new movie Hustle which just came out I think, I think this we is gotta the new, do Hustle I think we should do way, it soon. next Sandler actually yeah we should cover so it while it's relevant yeah but I think this is the new era of Sandler and I'm excited about this decade I think this is gonna be I think I predict that this decade is gonna be the second best decade of Sandler's career I think the I '90s so, are always going to be the best, but then I think, I think this one's going to beat the 2000s and the 2010s. I mean, he's he's been killing it. Yeah, he's crushing it right now. He's at he's arguably in another prime. Um, you know, I feel like I've seen enough like positive stuff about Hubie Halloween. I'm kind of I know he doesn't do a lot of sequels. I'm kind of hoping we get a sequel. Oh, how cool! I really hope we get a sequel, a sequel, a squeakquel, Um, a Jason Siegel. (laughs) I really hope Sandler does a Jason Siegel. The movie features elements that first appeared in SNL sketches, Sabra Shopping Network and Sabra Price Is Right, which starred Tom Hanks and were written by Robert Smigel. Uh, ba 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 ba. Let's see here. The first sketch is also notable for featuring one of Sandler's first television appearances, while the second featured Sandler, Schneider, Smigel, and Neelan in supporting parts. Robert Smigel worked with Sandler on past films, including Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and Little Nicky. Yeah, are you a... this was the uh... first time he was credited for helping to write the script. Nice. Are you a Smigel fan? Yes, I like Robert Smigel. Yeah, me too, man. I like him a lot. He's... Genius, I think. Um, the uh, and I like you know I like to see his his stuff kind of out there. You know he's he's also in uh, Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Doesn't he play like the brother-in-law or something? Right. Yeah. Right. Do uh, you know we didn't really I didn't really uh, we didn't really go over this, but what's your history with this movie? Have you seen this before? Never seen it. Yeah, me too. Did not even really know what it was. So you and I, this is our first viewing 
don't mess with the Zohan. Interesting. It is interesting, especially because, like, you know, what are the odds, like, two Sandler heads haven't seen a Sandler movie? And so that would lead to me, me that would lead me to believe that this was a bomb. That this didn't do very well. It made two hundred million dollars. <laughs> Jeez, off of its ninety million dollar budget. You know, there are Sandler movies that have done better than that, but it's no. Uh, this is not a. This is not a failure by any by any chance by any stretch. Weirdly enough, this was during a period of time in my life when I watched a lot of movies, new movies. I feel like we're getting close to that's my boy because that I remember that coming out. Yeah, that's, that's my boy. Like 2011. Uh, that's my boy is. I'm not even. I'm on his Wikipedia. I don't even see it. Hold on one sec. Oh, that's funny. So the um. Composer, this composer, Rupert Gregson Williams, is this guy who, uh, this British dude who just composes, he'll, it seems like he'll just compose any movie, because he'll do, he does, he's done Wonder Woman, Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> The Crown, and then you don't mess with the Zohan. Wow. <laughs> and Hubie Halloween. Yeah, I noticed the set, the score to this movie was like, made me feel like I was in the Queen's, the Queen's presence. Yeah. Yeah, uh that's my boy is 2012. You were very close. Damn. I'm good at guessing years this episode. Yeah, no, you're on the money. Quiz should... me about a a year. All right, what year did um Oh, this is a good one. What year? 2006. Dude, that's exactly right. I was going to ask you what year did I start college? Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, let's see here. Rotten Tomatoes gave the film a 37% based on ni- 190 <laughs> reviews. The uh, site's consensus is the film that the features the film features intermittent laughs and will pass please Sandler diehards, but after a while, the leaky premise wears thin. You know, I like to point these out because like one of the um, criticisms of Sandler is that he does the same thing in every movie. Right. He's doing something like so different in this movie. Yeah, he does. His character is. is like extremely specific. Right. Right. And uh I think it's good. I think he does it well. I, I'm not Yeah, go ahead. No, I yeah, I I agree with you. I think I I'm going to say I don't hate this movie. This movie was kind of funny <laughs> yeah it's not it's definitely not bad yeah i don't know like it's interesting to think of it in the context of this could have come out like eight years earlier around little nicky time like not too long after big daddy mm-hmm. and sandler has sort of like this is sort of him coming back to like super goofy sandler this like, is, yeah, one of He the, gets a little more yeah. serious, you know, he does the, like, 51st dates and whatnot. And I would argue even, like, an anger management is maybe, like, a little bit more serious and less goofy. Um, 
But yeah, this definitely the the writing of this movie definitely has the vibe of that those late '90s Sandlers. In some of his m- movies, he's done in this decade in the aughts. He's not even the funny thing about the movie, right? He, like Mr. Deeds, he's not funny. He's not like, but he's also not like trying to be like he, his. The cast around him is the comedic driving element not him so this is like him definitely taking the mantle again and being like i'm the funny one here and i think he does a good job i you know this movie has its problems for sure it's also very tricky politically which we don't need to spend too much time on because i don't think either one of us are jewish i'm not but um, you know, this movie is, is it's like it's like a Zionist movie. It like it it tries to be both sidesy about the Palestine conflict <laughs> with Israel, but it it kind of can't be all the way, and it very much very much like kind of plays into like a trap, which is like this is an incredibly complex, you know, political issue between two warring factions in the middle east uh yeah very controversial stuff and the movie's trying to kind of like make a comedy around it um and it's a guy you know it's all it's a it's like got jewish creators behind it of course so it's it's gonna it's gonna pick a side for sure but i i you know it i was it was the whole time i'm watching it i'm just like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this isn't the vibe, man. <laughs> like, yeah. this is not a. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not a, not a, you know, not, not a ton of opinions from me about any of this stuff, really. But uh, understand it to be a pretty complicated, complex thing where a lot of people have a lot of feelings one way or the other about this stuff potentially this film could have offended a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I see like these, this movie is just, uh, I don't know. Like, um, I feel like they're not making any sort of statement with this movie. I don't think there's any sort of a, like political, uh, you know, subtext or anything. I think it's just like a silly idea that they had that happens to like coincide with, um, you know, some political situation, heated political situation. Uh, yeah, I don't really like know a lot about that stuff or necessarily want to talk about it because I don't really like think that this movie um, has to do with it. I mean, it has. It's like you know, it has to do with it, but it's not like yeah. the intention of the of the movie. I guess it's um, the premise of the movie right. deals with True. Palestinian terrorists. Well, <laughs> uh, I suppose, and him like taking goats from villagers and stuff. Like it, it, it is about that, but it also is about a guy who wants to have sex with all of his clients at the hairstylist <laughs> yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is what I like. There's not a lot of good trivia, but this one's pretty good. Um, filmmakers planned on painting fake abs onto Sandler, but Sandler insisted on working with the trainer to achieve actual toned abs. 
That's my guy. That's what I would do. I'd be like, (laughs) pay me to like get real abs. He's in good shape in this movie. You know, he's he's kind of I don't know. Like uh, Jackie pulled up a photo of Sandler back in the nineties, and she was like, "Dang, Sandler was good looking." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think he's I think in the right context, Sandler's a a fox." You heard it here first, folks. Jeremy the Butcher says Sandler equals a fox. Fox. (laughs) Damn. Uh, And you know what I say? Um, Steve Zahn, the guy's a crow. (laughs) Is that good or bad? I don't know. I'll leave that to your uh, (laughs) imagination. Zohan Devere is a promiscuous superhuman Israeli counterterrorist of the Israel Defense Forces. Uh, despite his success and popularity, he has grown tired of the everlasting conflicts in his country and dreams of becoming a hairstylist at Paul Mitchell's in the United States. Uh, he finally admits to his parents his desire to cut hair, but they make fun of him. During his next mission against a Palestinian terrorist group led by arch enemy superhuman Fata. Hmm, what is that word? <laughs> well, let me say. Touche? Phantom Hakbara. Zohan? Yeah, okay. Fakes his own death and smuggles himself onto a plane to New York City, cuts his hair, and adopts the alias Scrappy Coco uh, after two dogs, Scrappy and Coco, whom he shares the flight with. Uh, Following his success at killing Zohan, uh, Phantom opens a restaurant chain called Phantom uh, Moochin Tuchin. Yes. All right. So... uh, we get going right away. I believe we're seeing Sandler uh, with these like supermodels, and mm-hmm. he's naked, grilling, and uh, uh, what, are, what are the some of the shenanigans we well, see? Well, the, the the hacky sack stuff. The hacky sack stuff is yes. great because he catches the hacky sack in his butt. <laughs> yeah. Um. He also <clears throat> pulls a pig into the like hole. When he's making, when he's doing the tug of war, uh, a lot of good physical comedy in this. Yeah, great stuff. Him, mm. uh, the the beginning of this movie, uh, doesn't, uh, it, for well, it starts out like kind of like a music video, like all of the intros do to his movies, yeah. where he's just kind, it's got kind of like a, kind of a high energy song playing, and it's like him a montage of him doing fun stuff. This goes on a little long, and it's hard to know when it ends, when the montage really ends, and when it, you know what I mean, and where it begins. And it, it I don't know if they nail this beginning. I don't know if it works for me. Yeah, I, I remember at one point like looking up from my phone and like seeing like him and Turo doing ping pong with the grenade, and just kind of being confused, like what, like. A, a little bit at what was going on. I, and I think it's cause I don't understand the, I, the whole thing wasn't set up right where I understand like the culture and everything going on. And like it, 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 this starts to become way more funny and way more active when it's a fish out of water story for me. Right. Like when he gets to the U S I don't know. How did you feel about all the stuff that takes place in Israel? 
Um, I mean, I thought it was some of it was funny, but I, I definitely agree with you that I like uh, I like it when he gets gets to New York. Um, yeah, <clears throat> give me that Nick Swartzen scene. That's where the movie starts to get good for me. Is that <laughs> weird fight <laughs> with the feet? I love the addition of Nick Swartzen into the Happy Madison universe. Yeah, he's good in this, and weird. And this is also a weird. So we also learn, like, kind of late that Zohan is just like a the ultimate sex machine. Like we, <laughs> I, I, I start to figure it out, like in the Swartzen stuff, like when he starts having sex with his mom. I thought for sure they were gonna, the camera was gonna pull away, and it was gonna reveal that he wasn't having sex with his mom. Like you know that yeah, scene I'm talking no. about? <laughs> that's, yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what you expect, and then no, nope. and, and then no, he just was, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole ongoing bit is really funny with Swartzen's uh, reactions. I know are he's, very funny. He's great in this movie. I think. Uh, after his arrival in the U.S., Zohan uh, immediately goes to Paul Mitchell's salon to ask for a job, where the stylists <laughs> laugh at him. <laughs> He tries other salons, but is also refused due to his lack of experience. Uh, Zohan befriends a Jewish man named Michael after defending him against a bullying motorist uh, and is taken in by him and his mother, uh, Gail. Zohan and Gail have sex, much to Michael's disapproval. Mm -hmm. Uh So Zohan then meets a fellow Israeli immigrant named Uri at a disco. Uri recognizes Zohan, but vows to keep his identity a secret and bring him into the area, uh, to the to an area in Lower Manhattan populated by other mil- Middle Eastern immigrants, including Palestinian and Israeli Americans. Uh, Zohan attempts to secure a job with the struggling salon of a Palestinian woman named uh, Dahlia, but she only knows Zohan to uh, allows Zohan to sweep the floors. He sweeps those floors pretty good, though. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Um, uh, a lot of great... Go ahead. Uh, oh, I I haven't seen a lot of stuff with her in it. Um, D- Dahlia. Uh, the actress's name is Emmanuel Creaky. I do remember her from... Uh, entourage. <laughs> um, uh-huh. but I don't think she has done done a lot. Yeah, she's well, de- definitely not a lot I've seen. Anyway, um, do you recognize her? I did not recognize her. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was good. Yeah, she's 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 great. You know, usually in these films, anyways, you see like they always cast like a pretty big. You know, it's a pretty big role to be starring next to Sandler in one of these movies, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it, these roles are usually reserved for, like, Winona Ryder or Jennifer Aniston or Drew Barrymore. So, you know, you kind of expect, like, oh, it's going to, you know, who's the who's going to be the love interest in these movies? And seeing her was like, oh, this is kind of refreshing because she's not a, she's not a huge star. She's not an A-lister or whatever. Right. But I thought she was good. Uh, Zohan. Oh wait, when one of the one of her stylists unexpectedly quits, one of the customers asks Zohan to cut her hair. 
Zohan proceeds to give her a sexually charged but exceptional haircut and has sex with her in the bathroom. Wow, this uh, Wikipedia entry is getting uh it's getting Pretty steamy. Detailed. Well, but it's true though, and it's like that. This was re- all real. Did you expect any of this stuff? I no. this was all really shocking to me when it was happening. It's I was all like, like old women. I know that was that's what's <laughs> that was so funny to me, and then also like, uh, but just shocking that I was like, that's what this is about. <laughs> like this is this is the what they're doing. It, it, it's not just good enough that he's really good at cutting hair. He's also like literally banging all of the women that come through the hairstylist. So great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zohan's reputation spreads rapidly among the elderly women of Lower Manhattan, causing Dahlia's business to prosper, which upsets Grant Walbridge, a corporate magnate who has been trying to buy out all the local tenants on the block so that he can build a massive mall with a roller coaster in it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Zohan is eventually identified by a Palestinian cab driver named Salim. Is this Chris Rock? No, Chris Rock no, is, is Chris uh, Rock. the cameo. I think he just has a cameo in this, and that's at the beginning. This is Rob Schneider. Is oh, Salim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chris Rock plays like the uh, Jamaican cab driver yes. that picks him up from the airport. Yeah, I don't know if you see him more than once, though. I think you're right. I think it's just a cameo. Uh, Salim, who bears a grudge against Zohan for having taken his beloved goat away in Palestine because Salim spat on him. Uh, Salim convinces his friends Hamdi and Nasi to help him kill Zohan, but after several failed attempts, they are forced to contact Phantom and convince him to visit New York to find Zohan. Meanwhile, Zohan has fallen in love with Dahlia and comes clean to her, Michael and Gail, about his true identity. Uh, after Dahlia rejects Zohan for his counter-terrorist background, Zohan decides to leave uh, to protect her and confronts Phantom in a championship hacky sack game sponsored by Walbridge. Uh, Zohan's fight is cut short <laughs> with sudden news of the Middle Eastern neighborhood being attacked and he quickly departs. Walbridge. Walbridge. Let's look up Walbridge, Eric. Ah... Uh. Building Design and Construction Consultants. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting they didn't, like, make up something, you know? Yeah, I wonder if, like, you know, because Sandler's always been not even a little bit subtle about how he uses product placement and sponsorships in his films. And he yeah. just always uses that as a joke. It's like, it'll be like, you know... Dunkin' Donuts and Jack and Jill. It's just like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so, this is uh, this is funny, I guess. Wallbridge. I think I mentioned this, but I saw there's a there's a newer um, football comedy with Kevin James, Happy Madison movie. Ooh. And literally the first line in the movie is he like tells someone to hand him a piece of juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a gum people actually chew anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> as their business uh, burns, as their businesses burn, Zohan calms the Israelis and Palestinians who each blame each other, uh, each blame the other for the violence and make peace with Salim. 
Phantom then appears and confronts Zohan, but Zohan refuses to fight. Dahlia appears, revealing that she is Phantom's sister and convinces her brother to cooperate with Zohan against her. The arsonists revealed to be racist white supremacists led by James T. O'Scanion. Uh, they were hired by Walbridge to investigate an inter-ethnic riot so he can get his new mall in the aftermath. Uh, as Zohan and Phantom work to save the block, Phantom admits that he always wanted to be a shoe salesman rather than a terrorist, although the racist arsonists are defeated and Walbridge is arrested by the police. The overexcited Phantom accidentally destroys all the shops on the block with his powerful screams. Yeah, James T. O'Scanion, played by Dave Matthews. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, great, he returns. Um, I hope Dave Matthews is in... Every one of these Happy Medicine movies from here on out. He's in another... Uh, we're going to see him in another Sandler movie pretty soon here. Oh, the one great. with uh, Jennifer Aniston, I believe. Oh, great. Yeah, because he was in um, Chuck and Larry. Oh, he was? Yeah, he's in Chuck and Larry. He's like, he doesn't even have a speaking part. He just hmm. plays like the guy who owns the clothes store <laughs> they okay. go to. Uh, with the Israelis and Palestinians united, the block is rebuilt and transformed into a collectively owned mall. You know what? I guess you're right. This entire movie is about the Palestinian and uh, Israeli, uh, you know, Con- conflict. conflict. It, yeah, it's it's the whole thing is about that. But you're right. It is there is comedy <laughs> here. Uh, it's just like. It yeah, it just concerns itself too much. It I don't know. I I mean, if I was to sit there and punch this thing up, it'd just be like, just make him a fish out of water from Israel. Like don't like you don't have to make it all about the <laughs> yeah. the war the war it's the wars. Intense. Yeah, like because it's 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 again, it's su- it's a super sensitive, like like I again don't want to get too far into it it's really really sensitive (laughs) like people are dying it's a big deal so it's like kind of like stay don't 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 get yourself in the hot water here sandman yeah like the last and and i I guess like you know this is somebody's chuck and larry you know what i mean like this is somebody's like oh oh for oh f this like you know what i mean like how that was kind of for us because we that's something that we understand a little bit more about you know we we were able to see that for what it was pretty quick but i think because this is something that we don't you know we we we, i i'm not you know like have invested a lot of time into knowing about and educating myself on i i'm not a hundred percent you know on all that stuff but this for some people, I bet this is like a big like. Pfft. Oh, probably. No, yeah. no way. No, thank you. Um, with the is uh, wait, hold on. Phantom opens a shoe shop there. Uri relocates his electronics shop to the mall. Salim gets back his goat from Zohan and starts <laughs> a goat ride business. Uh, Michael becomes a hairdresser, and Zohan and Dahlia have now married. 
uh, open a beauty salon together. In the end, Zohan's parents arrive and approve of his new job and lifestyle before his father requests that he cut his hair, which mm-hmm. Zohan happily does. Do you think he then later has sex with his dad? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, we'll have to... Uh, <laughs> We can only guess. Yeah. Yeah. Funny cliffhanger, though. It is a funny cliffhanger. You don't mess with the Zohan, or so I've heard. Eric, great great job getting through the plot of that. Um, what, 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 what are your feelings? What's your, what's your, what do you rate this, this Adam Sandler film? Well, considering we've been rating these movies... So far, on out of four Chucky freckles, that's right. I think I will continue to do that <laughs> with this one because it would yes. be absurd. Let's see. So I gave Oh Brother, Where Out There a four out of four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So compare it to that. Um, I think it's cool to see a Sandler movie that was written. In, like, the original, the OG, like, Goofy Sandler time. Yes. It's interesting to see him do a role like this because I really do think that even though his performance in this is, like, psychotic and crazy <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it's very funny, I do think it would be different if he had done this movie eight years earlier. Um, not, I don't necessarily know that it would be funnier, maybe, but... Um, it's interesting. I definitely like that. Think this movie is a lot funnier than a lot of what we've been watching so far or recently. Mm-hmm. Like Jack and Larry's a one out of four. Rain over me. I don't even think there's a joke in that movie. <laughs> uh, bringing out the dead. I mean, that's easily Sandler's least funny movie because he's not even in it. Even right. Um. Let's see. Although otherwise give, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will give this movie a 2.5. Nice. I think it's... That's high. That's I think high it's rating. pretty funny. Yeah. As a, as a, a person who knows nothing about the uh, political uh, situations that, that are be, this movie is about... Um, I think this movie is really funny. I think the character is very funny. It's obviously a character that he's done before that uh, he's sort of perfected. It's really great. Um, I This is like the kind of stupid comedy that I come to Adam Sandler movies for. I bet you if I had seen this movie like when I was 13 or something, right? I probably would have watched it a bunch of times. It probably would have been like, a, you know, like a, a couple classic. dirty work or yeah, some a movie like that, like a comedy classic that I revisit. So yeah, yeah two out two point five out of four. Nice. What about you, Jeremy? You don't mess with the Zohan. A lot of laughs here. A lot of great like little Nicky style laugh laughs in this with you know again it's like big budget, a lot of cameos, a lot of lot of celebrities playing themselves. It didn't have it's it's not like classic Sandler in the sense of like he's playing a goofball character and like the jokes are really really great. It was more like he's playing a goofball character, the jokes 
there are some good ones I'm laughing at. A lot of, you know, a lot of stinkers, a lot of, okay, Rob Schneider's just doing an accent and that's like what we're supposed to be laughing at. Didn't, didn't, uh, it's definitely not one of my favorites, but definitely not one of the worst ones. I got to say, um, I'm giving it a 1.75, which is the click score. I'm giving it a click score, Eric. It is to me, this movie and click are on the same kind of level where I feel very similarly about both good jokes. Some not so good. A lot of celebrities playing themselves (laughs) and, uh, and yeah, um interestingly enough i also gave click a 2.5 yeah because you probably i bet you feel very similarly about these two movies yeah i think so yeah they're not again it's they're not they're not bad movies they're not like i'll never watch them again i think because i i do like click a lot i think i like click more so i'm lowering zohan to 2.25 oh well there you go 2.25 ain't a bad score at all either i mean that's my age of innocence score (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. the anger management score oh yeah um so yeah 1.75 uh excited about next week we got a pretty big uh we got a pretty big episode coming up this What's is the scorsese it's the doing? departed my dear boy ah this is the uh the best picture scorsese's one and only best picture uh he won you know the what Academy i'm Award calling it right now it's going to be our best episode. Oh, I bet you it will. I bet you will win Best Picture for that episode. <laughs> How pissed off would people be if we won Best Picture for a podcast episode? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the nominations are like, you know, Crimes of the Future, every everything, everywhere, all at once, and then... Eric and Jeremy, <laughs> little Marty. Jeremy, podcast. you know the way the way award shows are going <laughs> these days. We'd probably get punched in the face. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? We're up there accepting our award. Somebody comes up and does one big slap across both our faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It just hits you, and then it just continue. The hand keeps going, continues on to hit hit me also. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you know. You know what's definitely going to be a four out of four, though, is our next bonus episode, which we are discussing, what is it called? The Man Who Is Not Around? Mm-hmm. The male who ceases <laughs> to be um, uh, corporeal. <laughs> yes. The, the, what is this, like the seventh Coen Brothers movie or something we're doing? Yes. Um, this is... Actually, one. no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine this is number nine we've done eight coen brothers movies already yeah holy cow well that's what we'll be discussing on the patreon uh head on over to patreon.com slash eric and jeremy join in on the real fun and norma i'll see you in my dreams 